הרי אני מקשר עצמי לכל הצדיקים האמיתים שברנו לכל הצדיקים האמיתים שוכני הפר הקדוש ומשה בארץ המה ובבחד לרבנו הקדוש צדיק יסודו עולם נחן הרי מקוף חכמה רבנו נחמן ופגן שמחה נח נחמן 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 זכותו תגן עלינו ועל כל ישראל אמן ברוך השם We have uh, three lessons today in Sikhot Aran 128, 129, 130, was speaking with great praise about the fact that he knew um, all the words of the writings of the Arizal, known as, uh, the books of the Arizal, Um, the famous books of the Arizal, of Etz Chaim, the Tree of Life, Ufri Etz Chaim, the Fruit of the Tree of Life. Um, these are two very uh, monumental books of the Arizal, fundamental books, uh, Etz Chaim being actually the, the most fundamental, and Pri Etz Chaim, of course, being one of the other ones. And of course, Rabbeinu knew all of the writings of the Arizal as well. מספר הזוהר והעיקר והתיקונים, בעיקר התיקונים. רבנו אוסטון ניו אוף דה בוקס אוף דה זוהר, הוא אוסטון סטאדי דה בוקס אוף דה זוהר, זוהר חדש, זוהר קדוש, ואף כל תיקוני זוהר, שרבנו סייז תיקוני זוהר אס פאר סופריור דן אול דה אדר ספרים אוף דה זוהר. ואמורה מדבריו היה שזה היה במהן נעוריו. רבי נתן סייז אוסטון אוסטון פרום רבנו וורדס, that this all took place during his days of youth, when he was a still child, ורבנו was Uh, with familiar and uh, fluent in all these writings. Uh, imagine, to come to show you, that Rabbeinu, at the age of six, wrote Sefer Amidot, and it's pretty incredible that there are already pieces in Sefer Amidot, speaking uh, sources of the Arizal, and Shara Gekurim, and of course, many other Sefarim of the Ari Kadosh and the Zohar, that are mentioned over there. Very deep stuff that are mentioned, um, and Rabbeinu already wrote at the age of six, so we can come to imagine uh, the levels that we're talking about here. והפליג מאוד כמה פעמים בשבע גדולת קדושת התיקוני זוהר. רבנו began uh, extolling, he began praise many times over the greatness, the great holiness of the holy book תיקוני זוהר. The book which we have the custom to read during the month of Elul. והיה רגיל לעסוק בו ביותר גם בכל השנה. רבנו was accustomed himself to study this book even more during the, during the year as well. אפילו שלא בימי אלול, even during the days that weren't the month of Elul. Rabbeinu used to accustom himself to study this book so much during the days of the year, even when it was outside the time of, even when it was outside the month of Elul. And Rabbeinu said, he declared, Rabbeinu said, in the book of the Tikkun Ozoar, he said you can find all the wisdoms of the world in just this book. And just to come to show you, Rabbeinu said that Tikkun Ozoar, we know, is a book that is written. It is a book of 70 teachings and even more than that. of um, 70 teachings of, uh, on just the first word of the Torah Bereshit. And Rabbeinu says that you can write a Tikkun Ezoah for every single, letter, every single word of the Torah. So we come to show you, imagine that Tikkun Ezoah is one of the greatest books to ever be written. <laughs> It's one of the deepest books, um, one of the most special books, and yet Rabbeinu is saying that it possesses all the wisdom in the world, and yet a Tikkun Ezoah can be written for every single word. word of the Torah, to come to show you the depth of the Torah, how infinite it is, and how far we are from even perceiving it. Atashem, may we rely on the true tzaddikim to understand the wisdom. Rabbanu says, the main reason why the desire, the main lust of this world, which is the desire, the sexual desire, 
The main reason why this desire has so much strength is, or why this desire tries to overpower a person and how it gets so much strength to attack a person is because a person falls into atfut, into gloom, uh, into depression, into gloom. Abed was saying the main reason for this desire, the main, um, uh, what do you call it, vitality of this desire is depression and gloom. Gloom and, de- and depression feed this desire. Rabbeinu said the person needs to uh, encourage himself and strengthen himself with all his might to be happy constantly. Only happy. And always happy. And he said, Rabbeinu said, even if a person falls into all sorts of mud and mire, that it's very difficult for him to get out from there. The only piece of advice is to scream. Second thing is to scream. And the third thing is to scream again. Rabbeinu was saying is to scream, scream, scream. When you're in the dust and you do not know how to get out of your test, you have to scream to Hashem. Rabbeinu said in this language, Whatever that means. I think it's just a, the Yiddish translation what we just mentioned, that even if they bring a person down into the, the aspect of mud and mire, that um, the only thing to do from that place is to scream and to scream and to scream to get out. Rabbeinu lifted his hands a little bit up while he was saying this. He didn't say anything more. That with regard to the confusions, the thoughts that a person has with regard to this test, the test of sexual desire, the desire for women, whatever it is. Rabbeinu is saying all these confusions, these thoughts, these, these uh, things that attack your mind. Rabbeinu said about this, He quoted the Gemaran Brachot, page 9b, which says that, Trouble is bad enough when it comes. Meaning that it's already bad enough whenever it hits you. This is something huge. It's incredible what Rabbeinu is saying here. That it's already bad whenever it hits you. So don't try to attack yourself even more by confusing yourself after the fact or before the fact. Do not confuse yourself at all with regard to these thoughts. Not before and not afterwards. Because Rabbeinu was saying you can fall easily into depression from this. If you try to think about this too much of how far you are. Rabbeinu was saying just don't focus on it. Just think about something else. Not before, not afterwards. You have a bad thought. Okay, you'll do tshuva later. Just don't dwell on it. Just move on. And this is, this is something very important to understand with regard to this test specifically and how the Yitzhakah works. The last Si'i for today, lesson 130. And by the way, with regard to the subject above, I come to show you that, of course, everybody's tested in the Sinyan. Rabbanu teaches us that the entire world was refined, just was brought down just for this test. And that Hashem um, created the world just for someone who withstands this test. Come to show you the entire world stands on the person who is Shomer Abuit, who is Kadosh, with regard to the Inyan of, uh, of uh, who is separated from this sexual desire, someone who is holy, someone who guards himself from immorality. This is one of the most important mitzvot. Rabbeinu says that the Ikar, the, ascent, the essential and the main way of our Hikarvud, of our drawing close to our Father in Heaven, is through the Tushat uh, through the sanctity of the covenant. And that means to guard. Our um, ourselves from immorality. Siman Seif Kuflamin, lesson one thirty. Shamati Bishmoli Nanam for Samim Balem of Fet, Rabenu. I mean, I'm not saying I heard in Rabenu's name with regard to the famous miracle workers of the time, the fa- famous Sadiqim who were doing miracles. 
סיפר מעשה שמלך אחד היו לו שני בנים. רבנו הוא גיבס אסטורי, about a king, a parable, about a king who had two children, two sons. אחד היה חכם ואחד שוטה. One was very wise and one was a fool. ועשה את השוטה ממונה על האוצרות. He made the fool the person in charge of all his treasure house. Of all the, uh, let's say, the, the, the treasury. He, of all the money. The wise man didn't have any position of authority. The wise son didn't have any position of authority. All he did was stand next to the king constantly. The entire town, the entire country had a very difficult time understanding. We see that this, the, the, the world was trying to understand. Why is it that um, the one who isn't wise, the fool, has all the position of authority and that everybody comes to him, enters his room, his office, and exits his office so that they can receive money from him and he's the one distributing all these, this wealth. And this wise man has no position of authority at all. He's in charge of nothing. And the king responded to all these accusations. The king asked a rhetorical question to everyone. He said, Do you think it's a very high level for a person to take money that already exists in a place and to divide it to the world? My wise son, he sits next to me and he thinks about thoughts and he comes up with ideas and a new piece of advice that I would never be able to come up with. And through these pieces of advice, I'm able to conquer countries that I had no idea about at all. And from these countries that I conquer, all this wealth is given to me. Therefore, this stupid and foolish son has the ability to divide all this wealth simply because the son of wisdom is the one giving me the advice to get all that money. But the person in charge of the treasury, all he does is dividing money. He's not giving me ideas on how to get more of it. Therefore, it's certain it's obvious that um, the level of the wise man is, much, is far superior than that of the foolish son. Even though it seems that there is no hitmanut. Even though it seems even though it seems on the surface level that this wise son has no authority. Because from him all the treasury is drawn uh, from the wise man. And this, I'm sure Rabban was speaking about with regard to the subject. Also, false leaders who are giving, uh, who are doing miracles. And of course, we see this even today, that there are many false leaders who, who will do things and pray for people, or not even pray for people, they'll do things. Uh, for people, they'll do segulot, they'll perform certain miracles, and people will have tremendous salvation from this. But what people don't understand is that all their koach, all their strength, the only reason why they have their abilities is thanks to the true tzaddikim, Specifically, the true tzaddik, where all the treasure is drawn from, and um, of course, this is all hidden in the inyan of the seven beggars, story of the seven beggars, this uh, subject. But Rabbanu seems to be saying here that even the famous miracle workers, even the other tzaddikim, even the other true tzaddikim, we're talking about here, their koach is drawn from the tzaddik haemet, the true tzaddik, the tzaddik is the tzaddik, the foundation and the pillar of the world, with. Uh, that it's from him all the treasury is drawn from, from him all the brachan and shefa comes down to the world from. And um, even though it seems that he, this tzaddik Ahmed, 
didn't perform miracles. Rabbeinu said about himself that he had no permission to perform miracles, not like his great-grandfather, the Baal Shem Tov, who had permission to do any miracle that he wanted. Rabbeinu said, I have no permission to perform miracles. One time he was traveling in the forest, and it was time for Mincha. And one of his students, it was a, a very special student, it was a Shochet, I believe, he was a, a ritual slaughterer who had the power to do kavanot. He, he knew certain meditations. He knew how to do kabbalah masit. He knew how to do uh, practical kabbalah. He used to say names and he used to create certain things. He, he used to do the sort of magic, of course, in a holy fashion. But um, according to the ways of uh, the ancient uh, uh, Mekubalim. And um, Rabenu, whenever he came to Rabenu, Rabenu said, no, you shouldn't do this. And uh, Rabban was saying that the, for me, I am not allowed to do miracles, but for me, the main thing is to serve Hashem with emunah, with simplicity. And uh, he told the student this, Inyan. One day he was traveling with a student in the middle of the forest. And it was time for Mincha, and Rabban hadn't yet gone to the mikveh, or even if he did, he wanted to go to the mikveh before tefillah, before Mincha. He wanted to go dip in the mikveh. And uh, Rabban said, I can't do anything about it. I, I don't know what to do. So the man said, let me do. Let me uh, perform my name and let me build a mikveh for you right now. Let me uh, say a name and let a mikveh appear for you. Um, and uh, Rabbeinu said, okay, go for it. He did it, and a mikveh immediately appeared on the spot in the forest. Rabbeinu did a mikveh, and as the man was ready to jump in, Rabbeinu said, no, not for you. It comes to show you that there are many people who are many famous miracle workers. And yet on the surface level, the biggest tzaddik sometimes cannot even perform a miracle. He doesn't even have permission to perform a miracle. We see here that it's not surface level. It's uh, A lot of the times we think that People are big because of the great things that they accomplish on the surface level. But sometimes Rabbeinu teaches us in Lesson 56 of Victor Moran that sometimes there's a tzaddik who is in charge of all the neshamot of the world and yet on the, re- the revealed aspect, it seems as if he has no, um, no superiority of any, over any of these neshamot. And yet in hiddenness and um, in concealment, he is above and he's in charge of all the neshamot. So we should not be fooled by our eyes because a lot of the time the, tzaddik, the true tzaddikim are hidden. Many of the time, most of the time, the true tzaddikim are hidden and not in plain sight. Um, or even if they are in plain sight, we do not even look at them. So they are overlooked. And of course, Hashem Yitbach should give us the ability, the merit, to recognize who these true tzaddikim are, to attach ourselves to them, to apply the advice of the true tzaddik, apply the advice of Rabbeinu HaKadosh. And uh, that's it for today.